It's only a few. I've only, I haven't watched that much since uh, our Joker episode. Um, Jeez, Maybe I know like I a job or a life or something. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> sort of. Uh, but I did watch Mad Ma- Max Two, uh, the Road Warrior. Uh, Road Warrior. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was uh, able to see what the hype was about and uh, uh, to see where. Uh, uh, George Miller's uh, kind of uh, chase, uh, a apoc- post-apocalyptic chase aesthetic was born yeah. with mass quantities of vehicles. Yes. Uh, yeah, which is so many vehicles. It's here, it's here a lot, and there's yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know a, a a real feel of uh, building towards uh, what I have seen and know well, which is Fury Road and. Uh, yeah, Mad Ma- the Road Warrior was uh, really cool. Uh, yeah, mm. from beginning to end, I was kind of I, I knew I like I knew I'm a, at this point I know when I'm watching a uh, a really just badass action movie I can tell like you know within the first ten minutes and that I could tell with the Road Warrior I'm like oh I'm in for something cool, and so yeah, it was, <laughs> nice. It's good. Yeah, I like that one better than Mad Max. I think like the yeah. consensus is that's like. I think the it's the next like best one besides stepped Fury up Road. its game. I believe is how yeah. people look at it. Yeah, yeah. I still have to see Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, that's which, the third, third one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the second anyway. one does end. Uh, it does end uh, setting up a sequel. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it seems to be, and and also the second one, uh, Mad Max Two, has like what seems to be uh, uh, Fur- Furiosa's, uh, like, people. Yeah. You know, it seems to be that's totally. who he's protecting. It's, like, the same thing. So it's interesting to see how, uh, yeah, that's just kind of the, – the, the world really exists with the, these two groups of people always. <laughs> yeah, kind exactly. Of. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, Mad Max 2. Yeah. Uh, and then I also watched um, I also watched Paper Moon. It's a movie by uh, Peter Bogdanovich. I've been trying to watch uh, for some time. Uh, I saw you watch that on Letterboxd, and I literally that same night I think I watched a movie on Criterion Channel, and I was debating between what I watched and Paper, Paper Moon. Moon. And what did you yeah. watch instead? I can't remember. I think it must have been. I think it might have been on the waterfront. All right, that's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, which is my first viewing of that movie. It's a good so, choice. Yeah. Paper Moon um, is still on my list. Yeah, On the Waterfront is um, amazing, of course. But yeah, Paper mm-hmm. Moon was great. Um, yeah, it has a... Uh, it's kind of like a... Like an older man, younger girl, like th- scamming people dynamic across America, like in the Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just very well acted and it's just it's just really it's just really cool it's got it's very it's got that all that 70s uh just 70s intense directing <laughs> in it <laughs> and it's just a really well made film that's very inspired and uh uh yeah peter bogdanovich is very well regarded and uh, i've really only seen one of his movies and um i was yeah i was really blown away by this one so uh the other one i've seen is uh what was it uh the last picture show oh, yeah, i feel so, like that's his like biggest 
biggest one maybe yeah the one peop- of his yeah and they're both they're both kind of in black and white and they're very uh and they're very uh just very ambitious with uh, films with kind of a lot to say uh yeah, I, I like them a lot. He was kind of um, – I don't know much about him except I read about Bogdanovich a lot, and he was you know known to be one of the movie brats, and he was kind of one of those – he was just kind of a movie nerd who grew up watching uh, like just John Ford and Howard Hawks movies and just couldn't stop debating who was the better one. <laughs> so he, he's just like – he's just really a move, another movie nerd at, his, at its core, his core. So all his work is, you could tell, very inspired from just – years of studying uh film uh, yeah so those sensibilities really wa- rub off to someone uh like me who watches lots of lots of films uh <laughs> so yeah definitely recommend uh paper moon nice. on the criterion collection all right and i have um i have one more uh before you go to yours and it's probably uh the most uh interesting one to talk about of the past two so i'm oh. glad i saved it for last i think we uh i think we were talking a little about sydney uh lumet last week am i yeah. right yeah because you watched um network and i network, uh, said, yeah. said i've been trying to dive more into sydney lumets and uh i've also been trying to watch more of my brother's movie closet um just yes. because there's still some i haven't seen in there and it's a giant movie closet and it's right there <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's right next to my uh, couch and my TV. Yeah, <laughs> you're lucky, staring, man. Oh, staring yeah. at me every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, priv- I'm privileged, man. Privileged, privileged yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, anyways, I watched a Cine Lumet film be- um, called Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Uh, it's one of his more recent ones, and it was made in uh, 2007. It stars uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, and... Ethan Hawke, Albert Finney, uh, Marissa Tomei, um, Michael Shannon, Amy Ryan, and also uh, I should know her name, but uh, Aunt May from uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man's is in this movie. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know. I know Marissa Tomei. She's the new one, but yeah, the uh, oh Sam yeah. Raimi, <laughs> so Aunt the May, new and know. the old Aunt May <laughs> are both in this movie. Wow, crazy. Uh, <laughs> yes, so Before the Devil Knows You're Dead are basically about really two kind of fucked up brothers who uh, make plans to uh, rob their... Uh, and the brothers are uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke. And they uh, make plans to rob their parents' jewelry store um, in order to kind of just get out of their financial trouble and just kind of the angst they feel uh, from the rat race um and i don't know start and start fresh and start anew and obviously they have a lot of uh serious issues with their parents already but they're just they're kind of they kind of go into the robbery uh <laughs> you know wanting to do it like cleanly because it's their parents <laughs> you know not to hurt <laughs> hurt them and stuff and it not of course murder their parents yes yeah, yeah exactly and, and um well it doesn't exactly go like that and it, everything kind of goes wrong and it kind of uh kind of eats away at them and of course the relationship with their parents and it's just a very in- it's a very insane intense movie which has just so much angst and um paranoia and a lot of just um just a lot of anger and rage by these actors and um it's just it's so unique and it's kind it's very one of a kind uh i just yeah Dang. how how intense it is awesome that sounds awesome. I wanna. I also wanna dive more into Sydney Lumet. Yeah, when I mean intense too, it's not really. I don't mean it's uh, really a thriller. It's more so. Uh, it's more so kind of a character dynamic between this family, and the acting is just so strong that that mm-hmm. I, I mean I mainly mean yeah. It's just very Cast inten- is amazing. Yeah. Very intensely acted. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just super super unique one of a kind it's one that will you will think about uh you'll think about for a while nice sweet well i'm adding that to my sydney lumet list Mm -hmm. for sure 
Yeah, awesome. that's that's before the devil knows you're dead, and that would be my uh, my week recap. You're weak. You're weak in movies. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's start with uh, one we just mentioned not too long ago. Is on the waterfront. My first viewing of the Marlon Brando, uh, Ellie Kazan movie, and wow, just such a great movie. I can't believe I've slept on. Uh, is it Elia or Elia Kazan? Elia. I've slept on him until this past year now. Such a great movie. Really great cast too, and it also starred uh, the preacher in it. He is in One Eye Jacks, which is the western that Marlon Brando starred and directed in. Um, yeah, it was oh sweet, s- such a great movie. That's another that's another one that I've watched within the past year that I really liked. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, you can. It's like a, such an iconic performance from Marlon Brando that you see why yeah. he's. Uh, you know, besides like the Godfather, why he's so regarded mm-hmm. um, as one of the greatest actors ever. Um, yeah, he's just on another level, and it's such a such a good one. And I can't wait to just like Sidney Lumet keep watching more um, Elliot Kazan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do the same. Uh, I believe I heard Baby Doll is very good. I should get to that one. Baby Doll. Yeah, I gotta. I always once I watch a couple from someone who I really like, I add like all their movies to my yeah. watch list. Yeah, then, like, then I had, my like, 30 movies, up. and then I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not going to get to those. Maybe maybe in 20 years. Yeah, in the next couple uh, decades, I'll finally catch up. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I love how in uh, Raging Bull, like, how kind of the two best actors do the same speeches. Like, in Raging Bull, De Niro does. Oh, yeah. Like, Brando, Brando's on the waterfront speech, but kind of in front of the mirror. Uh, yeah in the final scene yeah i like that a lot like that yeah just that speech uh by brando had such a wide uh impact uh just for acting in general and just cinema totally yeah yeah well yeah. i didn't even i didn't even realize that uh the parallels yeah with raging bull yeah, yeah. uh yeah on the waterfront super good uh, the criterion channel i feel like is killing it right now they have so many good things. i know yeah um, i know so yeah, I've been trying to uh, since I decided I'm going to keep the Criterion keep Channel it. subscription. I I got to keep diving into more of those. Uh, another one I watched on Criterion Channel was Picnic at Hanging Rock, which I think I saw that. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. Yeah, that is a really interesting movie directed by Peter Peter Weir. Weir. Yeah, um, who also directed Truman Show. Um, oh and yeah. It's, yeah, it's a very um you know, every everyone says that it's like a trance, which is totally true yeah. when you watch it. It's very uh weary uh, eerie and uh like supernatural almost and um it's basically these girls at this like private boarding school for girls go on this uh picnic at Hanging Rock and yeah. some of them disappear. And they go down okay. And the and nobody knows how or why or what happened and uh yeah, it, it's just... It just becomes this psychedelic rabbit hole thing. Yeah, and it's not what I expected it to be. When I first heard the name, I thought it was like a Western. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a hard movie to describe and a hard movie to just take in with one yeah, viewing. Yeah, it's very uh, surreal. Yes, it is. and yeah. But it also it left me just like thinking about it a ton. Um, and mm. I definitely want to watch it again yeah it's it's one that's hard to really grasp just on one viewing but nice uh, really powerful yeah and uh i would definitely recommend that one um oh man god i watched a lot uh another one i want to bring up because i'm pretty sure you like it a lot uh is videodrome yeah, I do like that David a lot. I've only seen it once, but yeah, I well, yeah. I've seen it once and I liked it a lot. Uh, and I was very <laughs> drunk when I watched it, and it's a very intense. Um, it's a very intense movie, and very fucked up. And I just remember being like so drunk, and I thought I was just like losing my my shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> during yeah. it, like you could cut the tension that from that viewing session with a knife uh yeah yeah what what insane film another one that i think i need to watch again just to fully take in everything that Mm -hmm. that happened 
but it's kind of like special effects of like the thing and the fly but i just love mix that, yeah. into this weird into just this uh I don't know, kind of like an, um, anti-television horror movies uh, mm-hmm. thing, and yeah, it's really, really something. Just really weird, unique. Not a lot of things like it. Which I don't. Know, I definitely. I'm all in for something like that from, uh, you know, the '80s. That's just a little bit. It, it's just, a, just bonkers. <laughs> just completely bonkers and off the wall, but still like a really quality movie and yeah i uh it's definitely a, a good a good late night watch um oh yes and yeah, I, super late night i can't wait to watch it again too because i uh i really liked it um okay i'm just gonna mention two more before we get into uh the movie for this week but uh the other one was uh okay yeah, i'll talk about this one uh so Patton Oswalt on Criterion now has a um, adventures in movie going thing. Mm. So I watched that and he talks about this movie called uh, a cult is my passport, which is <laughs> All right. never heard of before. Um, but just, Oh this... yeah, I saw you watch this and um, I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be a woo, like a John woo or a Suzuki. I thought it was either oh. one of those uh, guys. Yeah. It's uh, I don't even actually know who, uh, it's a Takashi it. Nomura, Takashi Nomura, Nomura yeah. uh, who I believe maybe he's a legend. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is my first movie of his that I've seen, but uh, I'm not going to make that yeah. statement yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's... yeah, this, this is a Patton Oswalt recommendation. Yeah. And he was talking about it and it sounded really cool. Cause it's basically this Japanese noir with a little bit of, mm-hmm. uh, spaghetti western thrown in there yeah yeah, um, yeah. the that score is su- like that sounds a little suzuki mm-hmm. yeah the score is like straight out of a leone uh spaghetti western uh but it was it was a really cool like gangster yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. um and yeah it sort of meshed uh sort of a cool gangster noir from uh the u.s and then a spaghetti western um but it's a it's a Japanese movie and uh, yeah it was it was uh, really enjoyable, super easy watch. It's got like an eighty minute runtime. Yeah, I, I uh, can kind yeah. of just for I kind of have an idea exact because I've watched movies like these on just mm-hmm. looking at the cover and listening hearing you describe it on just like what I'd be in for when watching this, <laughs> just yeah. like one of those just cool pieces of asian gangster movies just a lot of guns shooting and yeah uh, super cool. suits yeah 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 there's some cool shootout scenes and yeah yeah <laughs> one that it's not really a spoiler but it's uh like they have this shootout just in this wide open field mm-hmm. um where you know there's nothing to to cover behind or anything it's yeah uh yeah it, it was it was a cool movie it seems um, like a movie that uh quentin tarantino would like Oh, I bet yeah, I bet he's seen this for sure and he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely has is Tarantino esque. Uh but yeah, it was a good one. If you have Criterion Channel, I'd uh recommend that. And then the last one I'm gonna mention, which I just watched, um, is Eyes Wide Shut, which is also my right, first viewing. Right before uh watching double teamed Right before uh, watching Eyes Wide Shut. Yes. <laughs> And uh, only one of them uh, has to do with sex, really, uh, which is and I think I think bo- I, I would say they both do. <laughs> yeah, they both do. Yeah. <laughs> but eyes wide shut. Oh my I actually, God, you it, could you could you could use you, what you just said. You could say that for either. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eyes wide shut is um amazing. Wow. Yeah. I for some reason I've got the bug to just watch Kubrick lately um and i was like oh why not start with uh something i haven't seen yet and uh really because it's it was a longer movie is the main reason i haven't yeah it's like three uh, and a half yet yeah and i uh but i watched it all the way through and i was (laughs) totally invested the whole time which is like which yeah yeah, it which just goes to show how much this is like one i have to watch again like i have a big I have a big list of rewatches 
um that i it's gonna take forever for me to get to all of them but this is yeah. one of those like it should be in the top 50 at least of rewatches yeah and i wasn't sure how much i would like it uh i really like kubrick but um there's definitely movies of his that i'm not like totally on on board with just personally mm. like i think they're of course like great achievements in filmmaking but i don't yeah, like always go back your, to watch not your thing yeah but like dr strange love or uh you know the shining or this i yeah i absolutely loved i yeah i, I couldn't stop thinking about it it was just that piano tune that yeah. goes on throughout well, then- and then you and whenever when I got to the party scene in it, the, all the years ago that I watched it, this it might be, it might be three to four years now. But I when I saw the party scene, I just remember being like the one you everyone talks about, you know, those eyed wide shut party scenes. I just yeah. remember being like, this is the most insane thing ever. Like, what am I watching right now? This is yes. incredible. Uh, yeah, you you really transport into another world uh, there. Yeah, that's it. Didn't feel like it was you know on planet earth it was yeah. uh that i think that that happened at just like the perfect time because it's just um just the tone of the movie leading up to that is just so kind of dark and uh yeah and frustrating and you have these right. great moments between nicole kidman and tom cruise and then yeah. once you get there it's just whoa like mm-hmm. yeah it's just crazy and from there yeah i just completely locked in uh yeah eyes wide shut i i feel like eyes sure wide shut out again. of the kubrick movies you can really uh you could really try to, you could interpret things endlessly because i think they're yes i think yeah. they're more mysterious uh to me when uh, a lot of the things in kubrick movies are very uh are a little more obvious on what he's mm-hmm. trying to do um but yeah the eyes wide shut's just very um very interesting and i love both of their uh performances oh yeah and it's a lot um especially nicole kidman she's great um Mm -hmm. like that they're seen in the bedroom scene where she's like smoking and sitting there and going on that rant it's it's so unreal yeah it's like, it's like uh kubrick's um marriage story is what this exactly is. <laughs> i was thinking that same thing it, it reminded me of marriage story but not noah bombax uh, yeah Stanley just like Kubrick. yeah just so just un- insane and otherworldly yeah because there's a lot of those scenes where um i i feel like he takes his time too because there's you know scenes where there's just dead silence between Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise when they're arguing or um, just they they go on they both go on these just rants they go yeah. on and on and on yeah but I was never like oh my god like when are we gonna move on from this I was always like Whoa. like wow like this is this has a lot of weight to it <laughs> yeah and then and then it reminded me of I was like I feel like this is this is a darker version of uh it is in a way yeah it's like a it's like a philosophical very philosophical marriage story yes yeah and that would be a good double feature i would say it's slightly eyes wide shut is slightly a horror as well oh yeah i remember definitely i remember being alone (laughs) watching this and being kind of scared when the the cult scenes are super unsettling and scary yeah, super unsettling i'd say almost every kubrick movie in a way is also a horror movie there's a lot of scenes yeah there's always one thing at least where you're like this is very scary yeah, i don't feel good right now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah, could that's... i feel like i could rewatch that again like to, like right now and <laughs> still be into and it and that'd yeah. be your day i watched eyes wide shut twice <laughs> twice yeah that that's cool though that you watched it like yeah yeah it's set that's sitting down to really to really watch that's really sitting down to get into something yeah it, it also it made me remember that kubrick really is kind of his own sort of beast in yeah. a way and and it made me want to rewatch the kubricks that i've already seen and then yeah yeah see the rest of his filmography yeah so right now at the music box they're doing another 70 millimeter fest oh um, my god and they're so i they're showing 2001 again as usual mm-hmm. they every seven, 70 millimeter fest 2001's there and so <laughs> they, they've had it like there probably four times with their 70 millimeter screen mm-hmm. um but they're also doing like 
what's that one musical? The one that Spielberg's remaking, West Side Story. Um, oh, I didn't even know Spielberg was remaking it. Wow. Yeah, he's he's re- yeah he's remaking it with Ansel Elgort. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and well, uh, he's also and so and they're also doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I figured you'd you'd that you'd you'd like that. Um, I forget what else. Some oh, and they did Last Action Hero too over the weekend. But oh, what wow. sucked, so I wanted to see West Side Story because I've never seen it, and I heard oh, and, okay. uh, I heard it's just a it's like the set design's beautiful, and that's why it's always picked as a um, as a seventy millimeter film always. So, I, but I never got to see that. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in seventy millimeter. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, I heard there were a lot of seventy millimeter screenings of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when it came out, but there were when none it around came out. me. Yeah. There were by me, but I saw it at an AMC. <laughs> oh <laughs> Did, man! Digitally. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome, though. Yeah, I, West Side Story is a is a good one. I bet that would be cool to see in seventy millimeter. It's been a while since I've seen that. Nice. And one last touch on Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, I would just like to point out that he did this back-to-back uh with a movie you all just watched magnolia um oh it's, it's a very no uh crazy point in this man's career clearly yeah uh, and another fact about that uh paul thomas anderson kind of uh he worked on on the making of eyes eyes wide shut uh really before kubrick's death um wow. but so eyes wide shut was so the... he says he learned a lot in that it was really interesting to see that Kubrick worked with a small crew and um, yeah. Dang. Or yeah, Eyes Wide Shut was his, uh, was Kubrick's last movie, right? Yeah. And I think he was making it. I think he died while making it. Oh my God. Uh, wow. So he was making it in the mid nineties and then died in the middle of it. And then they ended up really, I think he, f- it seems he finished he finished it to like a good amount of it at least you know there's no way that they just uh compiled a bunch of scraps it seems like he got he got pretty far along by the end product uh but i think maybe before the release uh he died or something like that uh because this movie was Hmm, released in 99 i think he could i don't know i don't know exactly when he died but Hmm. i don't think he was around for the release i did read that uh nicole kidman and tom cruise in their contracts basically said that they would work on the movie until like Stanley Kubrick stopped production. Like they didn't care how long it took. They just yeah. wanted to be a part of it with him until yeah. it was done. So, yeah. well, yeah. And supposedly, um, they are, those are, they, those were grueling places for actors and stuff like Shelly Duvall and Shelly Duvall and the shining, all that stuff about her just getting yelled at and, yeah. <laughs> uh, just yeah, <laughs> and they went. They go for so many takes on Kubrick sets, and yeah, they always talk. Supposedly, about that, he was yeah. also quite a bit of yeah. And supposedly, he was a bit of an asshole on set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's probably a good documentary about Stanley Kubrick out there. Oh yeah, there is. There's uh, the film worker. Film worker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a poster for that. Yeah. I think it's like about a guy who literally did nothing but follow St- stanley kubrick around <laughs> like pretty much he was just like i don't know maybe a journalist or something just that type yeah. of kubrick obsessive yeah he just like watched kubrick do things all day wow so yeah he knew uh he knew kubrick dang that's awesome all right yeah yeah eyes wide shut it's one i could talk about for uh, a long time probably but uh, I guess we should uh, get into uh, the movie that we watched yeah, for this and, week. Yeah, uh, and the new month, the new month's uh, topics. Yeah, it's March. Next week is uh, Selection Sunday for March Madness to <laughs> get going. So all of March is going to be basketball themed. Yeah, going to be doing some basketball movies. Not. Not super, uh, super huge or popular basketball movies. Maybe not um, even ones that you've heard of. Probably maybe not, not ones, ones you've heard of. Yeah, uh, but we're Guarantee starting out. You did not hear of the one that we're going to talk about <laughs> yes. today. 
unless I didn't even I didn't know of this until Disney Plus came out. Um, but it was a Disney Channel original movie, um, double teamed. Maybe if you were um, if you were a religious Disney Channel watcher back in what 2002 or something, then yeah. you might have seen it. But yeah, yeah, we're talking about double teamed, and supposedly it's the true. Uh, it's based on the true story of true story uh, two WNBA sisters. Um, who were in high school. I don't know if how yeah. accurate this would be, but there's a line <laughs> there's a line at the end of the movie where the coach is like to their father after they win a game, they're like, Hey, you know, we're not just talking co- college. They're supposed to be making a, a league. Women's league. <laughs> they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we're like a women's league. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it's before uh, the WNBA was created is when this was well, supposed to take place. And I don't even know when the WNBA was created. So apparently this takes place in 1985, which All right. is weird to me because everything about the movie, everything about it, what people, just what people are wearing, what the high school looks like, the it's soundtrack the, to the not, movie it's not the 80s it's like <laughs> early 2000s late 90s it's yeah uh, there's nothing about it that's uh that's 80s besides yeah. them in the very beginning they say like 1985 palos yeah. verdes high school palos um, verdes <laughs> and it also uh i want to read the uh the imdb plot summary because it's great uh it just says this is all it says Two sisters become world famous basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, based on a true story, but uh, I've never heard of uh, Heather Berg or Heidi Berg before this. Yet they are world famous basketball players, apparently. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that is what it's about, and it's I don't understand the uh, the reasoning for making a, a movie about this true story because nothing about it is really that like profound or inspiring. Yeah. There's no, uh, yeah, there's no real, uh, there's not a lot of reasoning for anything. There's no, uh, you, the, like there's no reason for them. Like the game, you know, the game, there's, yeah. there's no point for the game except no. for that. Their dad is kind of a, cheap asshole and like wants them to get scholarships like way too much he's way too into them getting scholarships because he's got two tall blonde daughters um and and yeah it's never really shown uh they never have any uh moments where they uh talk about what basketball has meant to them or anything at all it's just like he forced one of them it's just kind of like yeah it's fun you know that's yeah. all they say that's all they ever say it's like it's pretty fun i like it it's and all about just, the team and then they just get competitive on the court and they're just like give me the ball <laughs> for some reason they they just hate each other for a good 20 minutes of the movie because yeah. she because the one sister lied about where they lived so then the yeah uh, yeah which i guess that's because they ha- they had to move from their house because it's not in the district or something like that some yeah, stupid yeah. logistical reason yeah that... and there's a serious convo with the principal about this too where i was confused <laughs> Slightly, because I thought it meant he had to. The father had to get another job in order to stay in the district, or I don't know something. Yeah, but it, it was, was just very they confusing. had to. It was just they had to move, and it's a very like embarrassing moment for this family who. And there's a bunch of just rich Californians around them, including mm-hmm. uh the point guard, the point guard of the team. Uh, I don't know her <laughs> name. I don't remember her name either. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's the point guard, and uh, she has a very rich father, um, and she lives in a very nice looking, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, just California house. And there's a shot of her dad going into the limo, just kind of like a rich, sketchy douchebag. Like he looks like he's just about to go live his rich life and on a business trip and. He just never goes to his daughter's game yeah. until the end. It's like the typical uh, like 
early 2000s there's rich a, dad like he they ride in yeah. a limo everywhere and they yeah he is always traveling well, to they, chicago they, for work yeah yeah he, yeah what's he doing in chicago i don't know not um, going to your game but there's a lot of like disney channel uh uh tropes disney channel movie tropes i noticed that uh uh that kind of started to happen uh more when uh disney channel became a bigger thing and the mm-hmm. their movies became a bigger thing such as like there's all there's in camp rock there is a lie about like where their financial situation of their family there's like there's fear of embarrassment over money by from demi mm-hmm. lovato to her peers in camp rock and there's a, so it's it's and there it's similar in this where the lie of that has been building up the whole time and it's kind of a a stupid reason to add any conflict to this movie which really doesn't have any at all no um and then there's also in this movie there's the you gotta play as a team <laughs> you guys like remember when, remember when they're uh, I, I also i think that the coach might be the principal in high school musical um i'm not sure i'll get oh. back i'll get back on that one um but there yeah there's that's there's a scene where he's uh speaking to his team about a possible uh trip to new york uh yeah. to showcase them and they're he's like i don't know if you guys could do it you don't play as a team. <laughs> you don't want to pass to the twins. Yeah, you yeah. don't pass the ball. And that's all for, he does the whole time. They just hate uh, the twins for some reason. Yeah, they, they always hate, even though they're easily the best players. Yeah. But I'm sure the, these twins probably were not hated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I, I think that this true story was melded with, like, Disney Channel, uh, uh, like, bullshit. Like, yeah just conflict like that the, you know the like team sucked like the coach was like oh my god you guys are so terrible <laughs> yeah it's like so okay they're terrible so why are these girls like pissed that these good players came in I, yeah it just made no sense why they were like just comically like evil uh, yeah yeah i all and the point guard was terrible yeah she sucked <laughs> um and I, I also noticed so i i also noticed about that scene is that at the end he says um he says it's gonna be in the term is gonna be in new york and they're all like oh in new york new york they're like we're going then he's like i don't know you guys don't work as a team (laughs) he's like please let's do let's go to new york he's like all right you guys will just have to pay and it's like a big thing and then they're i think the sisters are they're wondering how they're gonna pay um Mm -hmm. because they're you know they're they're poor. They're they're trash. Yeah, right? Oh, they're so poor, and they yeah. <laughs> and the point guard during the scene also happens to call them hillbillies. Um, <laughs> and it, all right, so one, they they don't ask their dad for money for it when they're they're like twenty dollars short, and they're like, Dad said he wasn't gonna float us anything. But it's like he's it's the like, reason he's they're the, playing basketball. He's the whole reason they're playing basketball. You don't think he could – and you, all he cares is that you get a scholarship. So I'm pretty sure he would, yeah. one. And uh, two, uh, the movie never shows anything in New York, like, whatsoever, uh, except for – They're just in, they're the, in same, the airport. They're in, Yeah, they're in the airport, and they're in the same just – shitty basketball gyms there's no they didn't even make any have even try to put a a new york establishing shot and then just never go outside the basketball gyms there there's nothing to show that new york was there so there's no point of saying it was new york um yeah. and they were so excited about that too like that was yeah a, that's a just big like a deal. it's just like a silly thing that i noticed um also so, during that scene i wanted to bring up when the coach is like berating them about uh, going to New York. He makes a he's making some comment about like sharpshooters or something, and he hmm. says Wiley Earp, and then all of these, all of these like sixteen-year-old girls start laughing hysterically that <laughs> the coach said Wiley Earp instead of Wyatt Earp. They're like what sixteen-year-old girls in any decade? Yeah. Know know who Wyatt Earp is and are like make, I, they're yeah. 
they like laugh hysterically and it because it's like a random guy from the west the old west yeah i don't uh, i don't know who wyatt earp is oh yeah in the the movie tombstone kurt russell plays wyatt earp he's just like okay okay the gunfight at okay corral it's like uh he's like an old west sheriff yeah that's not a reference for disney channel viewers that's (laughs) sure one it's like the the whoever whichever middle-aged man wrote this movie just he thought that this was funny it'd be funny if the coach says what are the kids into you know the kids are into like white herp and stuff like that you know <laughs> so they'll just make fun of the coach because he's not hip with white herp and he says yeah. wily herp it's so so stupid i had to i had to replay that part because i i just oh, didn't okay. understand what I just s- happened see that. yeah so there there's another scene i want to bring up it's when the they're pl- after they play a game uh in the tournament i think it's the first one they meet up with like a cute blonde boy <laughs> who says yeah you know you guys just don't play as a team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is just the, the consistent thing so essentially the movie is saying that these girls learn how to play as a team and to be unselfish because of this boy and yeah. not because their coach telling him all the time and boy explaining he kind of he kind of like sets them up on parts of the court by like grabbing them with their sho- by the shoulders and one of the twins the i don't know her name but she's shows by the scene that she's uh the hornier twin uh <laughs> she asked him wait over here and then she like grabs her by the shoulders and he's like no here and then the other girls start laughing and he's like over here and he's like no here and she's, she's like just get set girl <laughs> stop <laughs> just stop this <laughs> that was a really that was really ridiculous that was that's a really awkward scene yeah and it's like all of a sudden this yeah this guy they're all obsessed with Maybe I missed it, but all of a sudden they're just like BFFs and they're all like hanging out together. And that I felt like that was like a big part of it was like their obsession with him. And then ultimately, like nothing happens with his character. No, I, I do love how he <laughs> how how it's just the girls being the only flirty ones and he is so focused actually like on no, their it's game. About the game he's like no no three passes before you shoot <laughs> you <laughs> know you can't play like this fix the way you play why do you care so much yeah yeah uh, and interesting, uh interesting stuff one thing i noticed too is that both of the twins well, first of all, they're not twins in real life. They're not even sisters. No, they're um, they're, they're clearly not. But I I think they <laughs> they have enough similarities to pull it off. But right, they can pull off fraternal. They're twins, definitely yeah. not twins. Yeah, they they just they have a, very much have the same body type, and that's yes. why they're going for. But they also look like they're in their late twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. are freshmen, and in everyone high at the school looks like they're twelve years old. Yes, everyone. Then, they, they show the band, and the band they're all like, yeah, yeah they're, they're like ten, <laughs> yeah. and then they have yeah. these like twenty-eight-year-old girls playing on the basketball team. Yeah, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get over that. Um, but also a, a big thing that I, <laughs> I thought was hilarious is the girls' basketball tryouts is like a reality TV show. Oh, it was. It's like the it biggest event in school. Everyone just freaks out about it. Everyone flips shit. And they have a whole like announcement, like it's like almost uh, an awards show, announcing yeah, yeah, who's yeah, made the team. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, everyone's going crazy. It's like, yeah, I, I don't remember any, um, any uh, just women's basketball tryout being that exciting in uh, in high school. But uh, I mean, oh, I didn't go to Palos Verdes. I guess I, there must have been a crazy. Uh, tryout at Glumbard South tryout ceremony where everyone went. Yeah, you know, all the cool kids are there, and we were just not in the loop. Yeah, we were just outside tapping on the window trying to get <laughs> in. <but> yeah, <laughs> we're what are all the people doing? <laughs> I want to watch the girls' basketball tryouts. Yeah, it's like all the parents are there. Everyone's just going crazy, and it's it's just a tryout. Yeah, yeah. And I I think we should touch um. We should touch a little bit on uh, this dad, who is yes. like one of the dumbest movie dads uh, there is. 
he, he's terrible yeah he had he has one scene where um and i also back to the um uh the uh the motifs in disney channel movies uh there is a a draw there's like a he 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 goes after his one daughter for doing the theater when he should be playing basketball so very 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 similar to a fi- a little co- a conflict drawn up in high school musical 1 um <laughs> but he has a scene literally where he goes like hey theater theater's not your future athletics is sports is your future you need to get a scholarship yeah and then she's like she goes away crying and it's a really stupid scene because yeah he she she just like played basket one-on-one against her dad and she's like has she's like wow basketball is fun and i'm good <laughs> at it and then he goes like hey not the theater though <laughs> You no have, drama classes. Your, yeah. your future, your future. You have to get a scholarship. Talent's coming. <laughs> he always yeah. has talent coming. Um, well, he's just yeah. He's a terrible father. He moves them away from the school they're going to, which they're like up in arms about, and it's just so they can play volleyball. But then he forces them to play basketball when neither yeah. of them really care to in the beginning they especially the one be, girl just wants to do drama yeah they might be freshmen or sophomores they're freshmen when they uh oh they're they, freshmen because i thought they were like older but then the announcer goes and freshman heidi Libido, you know and she runs out there it's like these are so yeah. they're supposed to be in this movie they're supposed to be like 14 or 15 yeah uh, <laughs> i think it speaks i think it speaks to how uh overly serious uh uh people were about just going to college and uh just about just college in general that this was something that was considered relatable yeah and that yeah that anyone could say relate uh to a a parent figure like this who just does nothing but push scholarships and it's really it's just done so uh just so lackadaisically yeah and uh i also want to talk about the uh the final game too and how just how crazy it is so the one the one sister sprains her ankle or something hurts her ankle so she's not playing and she's the better one and uh, (laughs) like the team without her is in the game like they're it's yeah. a close game they're not do right. they're not like um you know getting blown out because they don't have their star player and the one sister the bad sister is doing pretty good yet for this final play she needs to come out from her injury yeah and, and she, she's barely walking she can barely walk yeah and she she's she grimacing stops. with each step Yes, and she stops the whole arena. Everyone just goes, <gasps> yeah. and they look over at yeah, her, and she's standing there. Silence. And it's one and I just wanted to be like, it's a high school basketball game. Right. Like, no, and they're like no fresh, they're freshmen. Yeah, they're freshmen. you got three more years. You have a sprained ankle. It's not like you had like Tommy John surgery, and you're a pitcher or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then the whole like basis was so that she would – distract the defense because they were going to double team the one sister <laughs> and which she yeah. goes out there gets the ball and they're already double teaming her and they're not they're not guarding her at all anyway so there's no point to that and then she starts doing this weird pump fake thing she kind of starts ball. she starts like traveling a little bit because she <laughs> she starts like dancing with both of her feet and that's supposedly like her um I think the dance is like an homage to somebody in movies or somebody, right? Like, doesn't she, there's a line where she's doing that dance with the ball with her (laughs) sister uh, practicing earlier. She's like, it's my like John Travolta. Like she doesn't say John Travolta, but but like something like that. It's an homage to somebody. And I think it's supposed to be like her space where she feels free (laughs) or something. And so she, yeah, she does it during the game. 
and everyone's like, what the fuck is going there's, on? There's no she, defender on her at all, yeah. though. Like, and then, what but, is she and doing? And then she, like, sidesteps this one girl who tries to guard her, and then she goes to the basket, and then she feeds her sister, um, and then they win the game. Yeah. It's like, literally anyone on that team could have done that. Why did she have to... Well, the, the coach is a bonehead. Just an <laughs> idiot. Just a complete idiot the whole time. But, uh, yeah, there's, like, no point for her to to risk her injury and uh get in that game just so she could do a little bit of pump fake to zero defenders and then pass it off to her sister it yeah (laughs) it was just oh my god it was just so that last game is just so bonkers because it it is just meaningless yeah yeah pretty uh overall this was a very hard movie to watch uh how um how poorly constructed it is and uh yeah i mean uh, disney channel movies are another uh they're another world of uh of cinema altogether uh yeah. and yeah it's pretty it's something else so i wanted to uh i saw these on imdb i wanted to read a few reviews that people gave it on imdb okay um because they're pretty great um these are all these are all people i would love to meet in real life and just see what they're like but uh here (laughs) one of them it's the title of the review is awesome film this film is great i love they they put basketball into two words basket and ball i love basketball (laughs) basket (laughs) ball so i was very excited to see that disney had made a film about basket ball (laughs) <laughs> this movie has a great plot and has more than one conflict going on at once, so it stays interesting. The only problem with this film is that Heather and Heidi look nothing like twins. Heidi has a longer face and thinner nose than Heidi. <laughs> Heather, has a, Heather also has a deeper voice. I know this doesn't sound like much, but it's very noticeable in the movie. Other than that, this movie is great. 9 out of 10. <laughs> wow, what a review. Heather's what a description so Heidi's not quite as pretty as Heather but I'm still as down I'm still pretty down with Heidi as much as I am with Heather (laughs) yeah it still works even though one of them looks like she got run over by a car in the end of my review I would double team both of them (laughs) yeah nine out of (laughs) ten I I, you have to point out uh uh just on uh first impressions on deciding to uh watch something like this at all that the Mm -hmm. initial the initial cover is two um two very stereotypically attractive uh blonde uh women in basketball jerseys and the title is double teamed uh you could say this is uh, you could this could arguably be a meme today or a porno back in the day um it's just it's just yeah yeah, you you could just tell it's not a respective respectable movie on just by the cover yeah and the so the director of this is duane dunham duane 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 dunham um and he's also directed and he's directed a bunch of disney he looks like he is uh the reddest uh face definitely a lot of spray tan yeah and but tanning salon but he has been a key editor on things some big stuff before doing this such as yeah uh, oh my god twin peaks the empire strikes back return of the jedi raiders of the lost ark um blue velvet um wild at heart yeah so he's got a lot of lynch backup a lot of lynch stuff a lot of lucas stuff um holy cow i didn't see this at all yeah, so uh, it's uh, surprising that he would end up uh, doing something like this. And he uh, he directed uh, three episodes of uh, Twin Peaks. Wow. That's, like, really impressive. That's wild. If Because if you look on Letterboxd at the movies he's directed, it's all, like, Disney Channel originals and Homeward Bound, the remake of Homeward Bound. But uh, yeah, yeah, I he's mean, done some, I feel like, he's done some great movies. Yeah, right. Edited I, th- I feel movies. like by clicking on his uh, page, I was about to go down a road of just like bashing this guy's whole career in life, and I, I was ready to. And then I was like, oh, 
Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> he's a, he's brilliant. He totally deserved to make double teamed. <laughs> it's such a fascinating career. I'm actually like in awe of, of this guy. <laughs> editing editing the mo- like these David Lynch movies, directing yeah. Twin Peaks episodes, and then doing double teamed Halloween Town. Now you see it all these Oh, Disney I rem- I remember Halloween Town. Uh That's a pretty popular one super popular i don't know one. if i ever saw it but i remember seeing i probably did but i remember seeing the trailer constantly on disney channel like the it's next stop at halloween town like yeah. something something like that i i actually in, i remember enjoying halloween town yeah and it's got a pretty good following with people from our generation but yeah and it also stars debbie reynolds i mean pretty big star for uh disney channel original movie there uh yeah wow what a what a career for duane yeah duane uh yeah but i mean double teamed is one i would almost there's some disney originals that i think going back and watching is kind of fun um but uh i i would almost not recommend watching double teamed yeah there were points you, where i was like it. i was like hmm this isn't. I wonder how worth my time this is right now. And I was like, "Well, John yeah. and I chose to watch it." So we're, yeah, you know, it's yeah. We gotta for because yeah, uh, I, I was Madness. I was thinking I was for March Madness. I was like, I was thinking like, why am I watching? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there are some other Disney Channel original movies on Disney Plus right now that they're of course they're not great, but they still have enough like charm to I them. I think or that redeeming um, qualities in the early two thousands. Disney was really trying to pick their movies up, and I think this is an example of that. And it's yeah. definitely before they're, you know, way before they started, the Disney Channel movies actually started to get big, and uh, before they started to get stars and everything. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody knows who these two actresses are. I don't. It's not like they became big off of this no. movie or anything. They're probably not working at all anymore. I doubt it. I don't know. Um, if they are, they probably like in. They're probably extras in Law and Order or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, no no offense to them, but they they weren't. They weren't great. great. No, they weren't. <laughs> no. No. Uh, uh, no one really really was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. But... Re- I don't recall one moment of. Uh, what's funny about these uh, Disney Channel movies is like that. Usually, the acting is so bad that there's always like one or two moments or people that I'm like, Oh wow. A real like actor. Like I think there were were, like a couple moments with their mom where I'm like, Oh, this is like real acting. Like actually I'm like, Oh wow. That was great. And I end up thinking that they're like way better than they are (laughs) because Mm -hmm. of it. Like, I think there's a scene where the mom's like, um, She's, it's like a corny line that would be on a Disney Channel movie, but it, she, since she's not a terrible actress, I, it kind of went down easy for me, which most of this movie didn't. She says, uh, she's like, why did you give up swimming, Mom? And she goes like, uh, oh, yeah. because I, I, I found out I liked something better. I liked being a mom. And um, and and I was like, hmm, that was kind of wholesome. That was yeah, kind, that was. I was yeah. like, that was kind of nice. And the, the, it's similar to in the movie uh, Camp Rock One, where uh, <laughs> Demi, like everything in Camp Rock One, is uh, a tr- pretty atrocious. Like the acting's all just shitty. You're constantly shaking your head at all the acting, but the mom in <laughs> camp rock one of demi lovato <laughs> is like really good and like a real actress um like i think she was in uh selena gomez's show uh oh um, uh, wizards, wizards of, of waverly, waverly place. place yeah i think she's yeah. like the mom on that show and she's like the only good performance in camp rock one <laughs> i've never seen camp rock but uh <laughs> it's it's something else man that's another one that I feel like has a pretty big following with people, people in our generation. It's definitely easier. nostalgia following. I would not. It's like harder to watch, I'd say, than Double Teamed. But wow. there's like more. It has it has more going for it than Double Team. Like Double Team, you could totally just fall asleep uh, <laughs> yeah. during it. 
Um, but Camp Rock has a lot of actually like kind of ambition to change like the lives of youth in the way that High School Musical like did. Uh, and it's yeah, it's but it's also just it's just a really bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember last week we talked about cleansing our palate uh, and watching some bad movies in between good movies. So this this definitely cleanses my palate. Yeah, uh, we went from. Yeah. Yeah, from Fanatic and Joker to Double Teamed. Double Teamed, yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. That's... Well, yeah, and we were uh, we were raving about movies uh, for months. Uh, yeah, so, we were. You know, it's it's this is kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. No, it's fun to fun to talk about how bad something is. We're and playing never basketball. <laughs> they love yes. it. Yes. These girls love basketball <laughs> and drama club and volleyball. Yeah, yeah. I love referring to them as the sisters. The sisters, yeah. <laughs> so she passes to the other sister, and she's <laughs> not as good, but she's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And they've also like never played basketball before, and then all yeah. of a sudden they're the best players on oh, the yeah. team. Oh yeah, game yeah. one, they're just taking <laughs> over, and they're being guarded by each other. So yeah. Yeah, it's all about them. There's another scene that stood out when uh, they're playing with the point when after they become friends with the point guard mm-hmm. and uh, and that boy, they are just like playing like two on two or something with that uh, hoop with the chain, yeah, uh, net, yeah. yeah, and they just keep doing these movements. So they're just like they'll do like a couple dribbles and like spin, yeah. and then they just show the ball going through the chains. Yeah. And then they do it again. They just do like a couple dribbles, a yeah. pass, a little spin, and then the ball just goes through the chains. They like shoot it's... maybe once during this whole montage, but they just keep showing the ball go through the chains yeah. over and it's over. It's the most it's the most they could do. I would say that the basketball, the way the basketball scenes are shot, the fact that it's shot competently and kind of has <laughs> that high-paced action is probably the only thing the movie has going for it is that it actually portrays ba- basketball to a somewhat okay, you know, a somewhat yeah. degree, you know, that, um, and it's clearly the actresses doing all the, the, all the shooting and stuff. And it's not that repetitive, but sometimes, yeah, it does get very repetitive. Uh, I think yeah. there are like, like you said with that whole scene. And I think there are scenes in, um, one of the games where, she does the same bank shot from the right side. <laughs> like I, I swear, <laughs> oh, totally, they, yeah. they take that same shot. I'm like, oh, that's the same shot, clearly. Yeah, of her banking this in. That's the same thing they did with uh, when they were playing outside on that outside hoop. It was like the same shot over and over again of the yeah. ball going through the the uh, chain hoop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're playing basketball. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Well, that's double teamed. We're starting off March strong. Yep, starring Poppy uh, Monroe and Annie McEwen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stars of yesteryear. Yeah. Everyone remembers when Poppy Monroe was uh <laughs> Whatever happened just to Poppy on the Whatever court. Whatever happened yeah. to Poppy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I think she was in uh, Terminator Three, the video oh. game, the video game. Oh, the video game, not yeah, the movie. Yeah, not the, <laughs> not the movie. The <laughs> uh, just short, just short of the big time. I think she played in Terminator Three. Kate Brewster, the voice. So she does. So there's Claire Danes in Terminator Three, right? who plays mm-hmm. the uh, female Terminator. But I think Poppy Monroe just does the voice. Of, in the video um, game. The, yeah, it? in the video yeah. game, which I think in uh, there are have been times in movie video games where you notice, yeah, that there's a different voice. <laughs> yeah. Can't afford Claire Danes. we got to go with, hey, yeah. who's the girl from Double Team? She'd be great in this role. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds just like Claire Danes, yeah. Yeah, there's moments in uh, Double Teamed where – yeah, when they're just <laughs> they're just saying anything, um, I'm yeah. where I'm just like, oh man, like I'm just zoning out. Like when they do their <laughs> when they do their thing where they say something at the same time. Yeah, you because know, the the whole oh, weird, I forgot to mention the that, weird yeah. twins gimmick. 
they do they do that really strong in the beginning they go they go hard on the we're yeah, twins yeah, yeah. we do all the same but then it's like oh but time. they're different at the same time it's yeah. such a weird thing they in the beginning they ride a tandem bicycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's what twins do, you know. Yeah, they ride a tandem bicycle, <laughs> but then they play in game one, and all of a sudden there's just this dynamic where they're like, "The scoreboard is gonna go up when I'm in the game." <laughs> yeah. There's just all this shit talking, and um, then they just hate each other. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, "Don't worry, we're down ten, but still plenty of time," and they're just kind of like. These sisters are just kind of, uh, they're just kind of jock assholes the whole time, uh, yeah. with no, uh, no, uh, obstacle or, or anything really at all. Um, no. yeah, so it's pretty bad, just bad, uh, bad storytelling. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's no real conflict in the end at all. Really? It, nothing, nothing matters. Yeah. Yeah. And they pretty much get everything they want and uh mm-hmm. she does sprain her she sprains her ankle while that stupid boy is she's playing basketball with the stupid <laughs> yeah. boy and uh yeah yeah well there's double teamed and we never have to watch it again we've done it we've conquered it that's uh, yeah, conquered it's a good way to put it yeah yeah um and we'll be doing more weird uh more weird basketball movies yes so that's if you haven't so yeah that that's what the theme is it, i it's more weird basketball movies uh than uh say uh watching hoosiers yeah not talking it, about hoosiers or anything yeah it's what we're going for it'll be there's something you haven't heard of Uh-huh. The night MJ scored 63 points when the Lakers won titles back to back. Didn't give nobody no kind of slack. When Vince Carter came, stuck his arm in the rim. Everybody went crazy in the whole damn gym. Uh-huh. To Kimbe Matumb